0: Welcome to another episode of the Wholehearted Healer podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish, and I am your host. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in and listening. Today, I thought I would talk about the idea of wonder as a tool for living a wholehearted life. And this idea came to me this morning. Um, I was at the airport in Denver awaiting a really early morning flight. Everyone had their masks on. The line for coffee stretched as far as the eye could see down the terminal. And we were all plugged in. We had our AirPods in. We had our phones in front of us scrolling. Um, We were physically there, but we were not really there. And then I sat down at the terminal, and I see this little girl, and she's maybe two and a half years old. And she is just having a blast. She's running underneath the ropes where passengers line up to board, and each time she's ducking way down, even though she's about a full foot shorter than the tapes. It's before 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, and she is positively gleeful. It was this moment um, where everyone else, all the adults around her looked like they were in black and white, and this little girl was just in technicolor. She was chatting to her mom as well as anyone else she would literally bump into, you know, how little kids like run into your knee. Um, and she just made me pause. And it made me think about one of my favorite quotes by Yeats, And he said, the world is full of magical things patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. And so wonder and awe, just like in this little girl this morning, is our natural state, we arrive on the planet this way. Being amazed at the improbability of simply being here opens our hearts. We feel more connected to others. We notice the entirety of our world. So our vision expands beyond our screen or whatever we're holding in our hands. And we start to notice that we're part of this world, that we see trees and the sun and the natural landscape and the changing weather and the seasons, there is magic and power in wonder. As adults, though, most of us don't dwell here. We have kind of trained it out of ourselves by constantly scanning our environment for threat. So we, we kind of grow up and we start to live in fight or flight. We focus on the bad news that's ever-present. We become a little cynical and maybe a whole lot exhausted. And we plug in to our phones, our routines, and the known in our lives. We expect our day to go a certain way, and so that's how the day goes. In this brain state of survival, it's as if we have narrowed our field field of vision. We don't have the capacity to notice the synchronicities that that are occurring around us. They're there, to be sure, but they kind of fall outside of our bandwidth, and so they pass us by. The little girl in the airport this morning was not operating in this survival mode. Her vision was so wide, and she noticed more of her environment with glee. I run some virtual groups. I call them Circles of Resonance, and I'm continually amazed by how just bringing a group of like-minded people together to explore, connect, and expand allows all of us to shift out of survival and into thriving. It's just as if we, when we gather, we give ourselves permission or something to do this. And one of the favorite exercises in these groups is the week that we talk about wonder. And then we actively have a little homework and we go out and seek it we seek evidence of the sublime in our lives. We prep ourselves for wonder. We look for unexpected blessings, for signs, coincidences, beauty that takes our breath away, new connections or opportunities. And then the following week when we gather, we report back to each other on what we noticed. Now, maybe it's leftover from school or something and it's the knowing that you're gonna have to report back to an amazing group of your peers, but I'm continually amazed by the stories, by the aha moments, by the unexpected synchronicities that show up for everyone in these groups when we simply turn our awareness on, expand our vision, and look for them. No one is special enough to not find synchronicities in their lives when they look for them. And when we talk about and prep for this exercise, I mentioned that I think there are a few requirements uh, in order to find wonder in our lives. And the first is an open heart. So the willingness to try something new, right? If we are willing, then we are able. So we have to be willing to seek the magic. And when we find it, we want to acknowledge it because it's amazing, isn't it, how... Quickly, we forget the blessings in our lives, but how it seems like we can't forget the harder stuff in our lives. And so, blessings, especially, or synchronicities, we have to write those down or else we'll forget them. Second, we need to shift out of autopilot in our lives in order to seek wonder. We have to expand our vision from this very narrowed I know what my day is going to look like, I have a list, I have a schedule to a softening of our vision. We have to make time and space for wonder to even reach our awareness. And third, we need to make a commitment to stick with it. In our distractible state, we often want things to happen on our schedule, right? We might have a break in our day, and it'd be great if wonder could show up in that half an hour before, you know, between picking the kids up and... Making dinner. But that's not how it seems wonder works. So we have to slow down and we have to love ourselves enough to stick with the process. Maybe you don't notice anything the first few days, but you stick with it and you don't give up. One of my favorite examples of an unexpected synchronicity is a story that my mom shared with me a few years ago. My parents were walking the Camino de Santiago which is a pilgrimage, um, and it had been on their bucket list for a long time. So they began in the Pyrenees in France, and for six long weeks, they walked every day this ancient route in all kinds of weather across the northern route in Spain. And each day, they would get up, and they would begin their walk together, but depending how they were feeling, their pace would vary, and they might walk apart on their own for a few hours before their next stop for a meal along the route. And so one day, my mom, my mom found herself to be walking a little bit ahead of my dad, and she fell in step with another woman, another pilgrim on the route. And they began to chat a little. They asked the usual questions, where are you from? And they were tentative at first. This woman told my mom that she was from Ireland, and my parents are Irish, although they have long lived in the United States. And this woman happened to be from Navin, a town very close to where my mom grew up. My mom mentioned this, and they spoke a little bit more, and the initial nervousness of a new meeting gave way to genuine curiosity. This woman was a nurse. My mom mentioned that her beloved twin sister, Peggy, had been a nurse in Navin before dying of lung cancer a few years before. The woman and my mom now both stopped for a moment and looked at one another. This traveler on the Camino asked my mom if her twin sister's name was Peggy. My mom quietly nodded. She didn't have words at that moment. The woman then went on to tell my mom how Peggy had been a good friend and a co-worker for many years in the hospital where they worked. And she told my mom what a wonderful nurse Peggy had been to her patients. She also shared how she had helped care for Peggy in her last days when she was dying in that very same hospital. Talk about unexpected synchronicities. My mom had not really known why she was even called to walk the Camino. She's always up for a good challenge, and so she was willing to expand her comfort zone and try something new when my dad asked. This was her open-hearted first step to find wonder and magic, right? She was willing to try something new. On that morning, she had not known that the universe would have conspired to have her meet up on that road with a woman who had known and cared for her beloved twin sister. Now, if she had kept to herself and simply nodded at the traveler that morning on the road, decided to keep to herself, she would have missed this true miracle. She would not have been so keenly reminded of the beautiful web that is being woven around us and for us all the time. This is the second step of getting out of our limited and rushed timeline. Synchronicities seem to happen on their own time. Most often, it seems, during the in-between and the unexpected moments of our lives. And so we have to be willing to step out of that schedule that we have kind of drawn ourselves into. When my mom was telling me this story, she kept asking me what I thought the chances were of of that event even happening. Like, what was the probability? And I just laughed and I told her, Like, it was highly improbable. It was outside the realm of the unexpected, right? The fact that she would just fall in step with someone on a road in Spain who was from Ireland who happened to know, be friends with, and care for her twin sister. I don't really know how we can calculate the mathematical probability of that. It's more than a wee bit miraculous. My mom's heart was wide open during that meeting and so was the heart of the traveler. They hugged at their beautiful connection, and in doing so, my Aunt Peggy's memory was illuminated. My heart was opened in the retelling of the story, and perhaps your heart was softened today when you heard it. When each of us is confronted with the synchronicities in life that seem almost magical, the heart softens and expands. Mirror neurons in our brain fire and we feel like it could be us on that road. We begin to believe that we are all guided somehow. We begin to wonder, like, what else is possible? We begin to consider the idea of a weaver spinning an invisible web of connection and synchronicity in our lives. Wonder is a tool for living an open-hearted life. We can practice it, even on the seemingly ordinary days of our lives. We can train our awareness to begin to expect to notice wondrous things, just as the amazing women in my circles have done many times. The more we look, the more we see. Increase your tolerance for wonder. Now it's not every day that we will have an encounter with a stranger in a strange land whilst on a sacred pilgrimage like my mom. And at the same time, what magic and wonder await each of us today if we begin to be on the lookout for it? What unexpected beauty will we notice? What chance encounter will we have? What conversation will we participate in or even just overhear that may lead us to something new in our lives. By simply looking at the world through the lens of wonder, life becomes more fun. We are a little more open to trying new things, to chatting with the stranger we meet on the Camino rather than nodding and walking on by. My next circle begins October 4th. It's an eight week group Of weekly Zoom connections and one on one time with me. And we will look for wonder and share our moments of inspiration together. The theme of our upcoming circle is wholehearted weight loss. And this is a topic near to my heart, as during the pandemic, I successfully made changes that resulted in losing a substantial amount of weight. And what I found is that weight loss is not really about the food at all, it's mostly about our thoughts and how willing we are to live from an open-hearted place. Together in this group, we will explore this. We'll support each other. We'll make changes and find the many similarities and synchronicities that show up in our lives when we push out of our comfort zone and try something new. So if you're interested, the details and sign-up will be in the show notes or they're on my website, www.aveenbanish.com. Thank you so much for listening again this week. Please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with anyone who you think might benefit from it. I wish you wonder and awe today and every day that we are given the gift of waking from sleep and adventuring out into our world. May the magic that has has been created just for you not pass you by today. Until next time, onward in love, Avin you